Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God for what God has done this day. We do give him praise, glory, and honor. And it behooves you the listeners, the hearers, the doers of the word of God, to also give him praise, glory, and honor for what he's doing in your life and what he's done just this day, because this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall, we should be, we ought to, we need to just rejoice and be glad in what God has done. Yes, everything may not always look the way we want it to do. Yes, we may have had some unusual things that that happened today. Yes, I may have not gotten that blessing that I thought I deserved today, but whatever the case may be, this is the day that the Lord has made. And God has given us another opportunity. That's awesome in itself. He's given us another opportunity to be able to let him be, allow him to be, show him as being, demonstrate him to be God in our lives, amen, that somebody else will see the light that he's placed inside of us and let it shine, that it will be able to draw them, compel them to come into his glorious light and his glorious way that he has set for mankind. So praise the Lord, praise the name of our God, praise the name of Jesus. We do lift up the Lord God today, amen. Amen. We thank and praise God for this opportunity to be able to share a little word with you today that we always believe comes from the heart of God because truly we do believe that God loves us so much that he would love to just give that word that's in his heart to us. But he knows that he's not going to be able to always give it to everybody because everybody don't want to do as he has commanded. Amen. And that's a lifestyle that comes with a lifestyle of serving the Lord and doing what he say do. Let us go to the throne of grace. Father God, we thank and praise you tonight for this word of God that you've given us from regrets to ready to do your will. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for those that have logged in to hear the word of God. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for, oh God, the hearts that you're going to touch tonight through this word. And even as you touch those hearts tonight, Lord God, that are hearing this word, oh God, let them be doers of this word and be able to give this word to somebody else in their conversation on their path as of tomorrow, even after they get off the line tonight. Lord God, let this word just continue to move forward, oh God, through your people, throughout this earth, oh God, as your spirit desires to do and as it pleases you in the name of Jesus. We thank you tonight, oh God, for what you've already done, and we thank you for what you're continuing to do. We thank you for life, health, and strength, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we just say, oh God, have your way tonight. 
Oh, God, and whoever is listening on the line or whoever is logged in on the computer, oh, God, and if they're sick, if there's any sick among us in their bodies, in their minds, in their spirits, oh, God, we pray that this word of God, oh, God, lift them up. We pray that the word of God that's going to be spoken, oh, God, delivers and heals, oh, God, the bodies, oh, God, that we will be able to walk in the path of righteousness that you've given us to do, that we'll be able to hear the voice of God, obey it, and move forward to do according to your will. Now, Lord God, have your way tonight. Move by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Touch us, O God. Teach us, O God. Give us your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and even revelation knowledge in your word tonight. And we'll be so ever grateful, O God, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Jesus amen. amen, 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 amen. We said from regrets to ready to do his will, amen, because, you know, we all have had some regrets in our lives, and we have, and, and a lot of that is what brought us into salvation. The regrets that we've gone, the things that we've gone through that have caused us to regret the way we've lived, the, the way we've said things to others, the way we've turned out, amen, and regrets is something that, you know, that the Lord God, godly sorrow, amen, gives us life. When we, when we are able to have godly sorrow that will lead us into repentance, that will lead us to the Father in getting the answer, getting the help, getting the healing, getting the deliverance that we need, then we're going somewhere. Then we just tapped into that thing called life. Amen. We've just tapped into that thing called life that God himself has desired for mankind. We've got to know that this thing is all about God and it's all about his pleasures and his desires for us. Amen. Amen. Because like I said, we want to come to the conclusion and thinking that we can have this and we can do that and we can say this at will. But the thing is, it's still about the Father. It's all about what pleases him and what he desires. Those are the things that we're seeing on this earth. And those are the things that we're going to see on this earth. It's when we begin to please God and his desires begin to overshadow this earth. His desires and his pleasures begin to just rain down upon us. Amen. Yes. Rain down upon this earth. Rain down upon our homes. And, and I mean, that's, what you, that's when you're going to really see what it is about this God, this invisible God that we say we love, that we say we serve, that we say we honor, obey, and respect him. Because I tell you, he's just waiting. He's just waiting for vessels to get consecrated in him. Amen. Consecrated in him that they will be willing to take that step forward in him, that they will be willing and ready to do his will according to his will. Not that that mankind has has shaped and molded, not that that mankind has has filtered with whatever their will is or their comfort is, but the raw power of the Mm -hmm. spirit of the living God on this earth. Mm. So I'm telling you, God has a plan for his people. Uh, Minister Mary, can you can you talk a second? Let me get me some water, please. I forgot my water and my throat. Oh, no problem. Dry. Amen, everybody Amen. that's on the line. In in line with what the pastor is saying, I was reading uh, earlier this week 
how what you do say, it's a spirit and it goes out. And we have to be careful of what we say out of our mouth, what we put in our mouth, what we put in our bodies, what we do to our bodies, because these are the temples of the living God. So to do his will, you have to know his will in order to do his will. In order to accomplish that plan that you have set forward, you've got to know what his plan is for your life so that you can walk in the righteousness of that plan and do his will in not just one thing, but in all things. Um, he's given me some more revelation knowledge, which I will share with everyone next week when I speak. But God is a God that loves his people so much that he gave his only begotten son so that we will be able to live. We will be able to uh, be that willing and living vessel to do his work and his will. Amen. We have a free will, mm-hmm. but if we are willing to sacrifice our free will so that he can do what is necessary on this earth to do, you'll start seeing miracles. You'll start seeing people blessed. You'll start seeing your children act right. You'll start seeing your husband act right. Your whole household will be blessed. We have to get in line with what God wants, not what we want, but what he wants, because we are made for his good pleasure, not ours. But he gives us the opportunity to have pleasure. But his whole goal is we need to be praising him, we need to be pleasing him, we need to be walking in the light, and we need to be walking and teaching our children in spirit and in truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Sis, that that's a that's a mouthful in itself. I tell you, because we we fail to to see and understand and know and do the desires and the pleasures of God. Amen. And that's why, like I said, there's regrets in this thing. A lot of us have regrets. I got to admit, even I can say and attest to the fact that at some point, one point in my life. I, I had the nerve to even say to my apostle, I said, Apostle, it seemed like I did better in the world than I am doing now because it seemed like everything in salvation, which I thought was supposed to be much easier and more confident, this is the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do. But I had to give up self. That's what the problem was. I was giving up self. Self was dying. The more I conform to be transformed to the word of God, I begin to die of self, die from self, die out of self, die out of my will, die out of my ways, whichever way you want to say it and understand it. So I tell you, from regrets to ready to do the will of God, you know, the Lord let us know, let me know that, you know, out of the 24 years of salvation, he says, now, now you are prepared to do my will. Amen. Amen. Now you are prepared to do my will. And I, I can't speak for nobody else. I'm just saying what the Lord shared with me. And I didn't have no regrets. I didn't have no grudges about it or anything. I just thank the Lord for finding me worthy to be ready now to do his will. I'm a vessel now that is ready. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that's the Jesus. key word. Ready. Ready. Ready to ready do is his will. Key word. Mm-hmm. Amen. 
Amen. So we're coming out of Second Corinthians 7 and 10 in the New English Version, okay? And it says that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regrets. Once we cross over and begin to change partners, begin to change conversation and change words, change thoughts, hallelujah, and we begin to change where our, the things that our hands touch and everything, the Bible says that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regrets. But worldly sorrow brings death. Amen. And if, I, if I'm trying to live a life of righteousness and holiness according to God's word, and but yet I have all this sorrow from the world and this godly sorrow hidden in my heart, I'm mm-hmm. still walking in death. Yes. It's still bringing death to me. Because, see, when we were in sin, we were in death. Death was right at our door. Death was always there. We always walked in it. We talked in it. We believed in it because of the sorrow. Because, see, we were sinful. We didn't have no Savior. We were not acknowledging a Savior in our lives. We were only acknowledging self and what we did and what we could do it and how much we can do it, what we have and what we don't have and what we want to accomplish and what our ambitions and our competition, all we knew was self. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, God. Mm, Jesus. I said we weren't going to get excited tonight, but I thank and praise God for the resurrecting power of the word of God. Yes, sir. From regret. Amen. From regret to do his will, ready to do his will. Amen. God has put a, he has placed a commission in us. Every one of us. And we have to get to that point of being ready to do the will of God without worldly sorrow. Because, see, we didn't even know. And that's the, see, that's the message. That's the word that we need to be telling people that are still wanting to live in the world, talking about, well, I got it just as good over here as you do there. But no, my brother, you got death hovering over you. You got death walking side by side with you. You got death ministering to you every day. You got death guiding and leading and ordering your footsteps without Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, people people don't want to talk about heaven and hell, but heaven and hell exist. People don't want to talk about death because they, they think that's a shameful and a sadful thing. But you're living in death. Because if you're still living in a sinful state or even trying to believe God straddling in the fence, amen, with the worldly sorrows and desires still hanging on you in spirit and in truth, you're walking in death. Yes, you are. Yes, I don't care how much blood you call on, you're walking in death until you turn that stuff loose. God, I love you, Jesus. I hear you, Lord God. He says, but worldly sorrow brings death. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regrets. Amen. Uh-huh. When I had to give up the military, and I said I had to give up the military because it was a choice, 
Because, see, people ask me, they say, well, why didn't you just do the last five years? Because I had a sudden mind change. Hallelujah. I had a sudden mind change. And what I mean by that, I no longer was walking in death. I no longer was walking and talking death. Amen. Because Amen. when the Spirit of the Lord began to, to guide and lead me into the light of his will, the light of his word, the light of his way, death, darkness had to leave me alone. Come Amen. on, somebody. Darkness Amen. had to back up off of you. Amen. Amen. So, believers, we ask you tonight, what are your regrets since you've been saved? Do you ever have any moments of I had it better when I was in the world statement? Mm. Do you have feelings of regret? Mm. I don't have regrets, amen, even with the military. And I love the military. I yeah. love the livelihood that it gave me. And my my goal, I had a goal and a purpose to go and make it to the highest rank that an enlisted person can make. That was my goal. That was what I had intended. Amen. But, see, I hadn't intended on salvation now. Hear what I'm saying. I had not intended on God coming in my life saying, your time is up now. You can't make no more sacrifices. You done run out. Okay. Yeah, see, I didn't have no more choices. I didn't have no more no more sacrifices to offer up to the Lord in hoping that he would just let me squeeze through one more time, just mm-hmm. help me out, because I prayed in the world now, and I'm pretty sure everybody else do. Yes. Amen. I talked to the Lord God to, to the best of my knowledge, and he was listening. Now, that's what I believe. And I'm pretty sure others believe that, too, in that state that they're in or were in. I'm telling you, I did. And I believe that he would honor the things that I asked for, because if he didn't, I don't think he would have come and told me time was up. Okay. (laughs) Your time's up. You ain't got nothing else to offer me. But, Pastor, isn't it a wonderful thing? When he does come into your life and he does begin to minister and speak to you. It is. We have our plans, but do we include him in our plans from the beginning? Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. And that's one of the other keys. We have to include him in everything from the beginning to the middle to the end and let him direct that path for you. That's true. He has something else to store for you, and now you know what it is. Amen. Now I know what it is, Mm -hmm. and I have no regrets. Amen. No regrets at all. So even when I look back at the military, because I would have loved to have that little retirement check. Lord knows I would have. But the thing is, I don't have no regrets. And that's one thing the Lord himself asked me when I made up my mind and made the choice to go ahead on and get out so I could serve him in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. He said, are you sure this is what you want to do? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I know he'll talk to you in any decision that you have to make. I know he'll come to your rescue when you're distressed and wrapped up and bogged down with decision-making alone, not yes. to mention all the other mess you could be in, but I know he'll come to you just for a decision to be made. Amen. So I tell you, he's a good God, but yet to this day I can truly say I have no regrets. 
And if I did have any regrets, thanks to the Lord God that those regrets were there because they ushered me on into a godly sorrow which brought in repentance, which led me to salvation without no regrets. Amen. Mm, I tell you, mm. regret is a feeling of sadness, repentance, or disappointment over something that has happened or been done. You know, we've all gone through something in our lives. Somebody at some point in our lives have done something to us that yes. has hurt us, disappointed us, caused us to feel sad, even to the point of hating them. Amen. Mm. But the thing is, tonight we're talking about letting all that mess go because, see, that is a part of that worldly sorrow that's bringing death to your life. People are dying and leaving this world and not knowing that that slate of theirs needed to be cleaned, that heart, in other words, needed Mm -hmm. to be cleaned, that person that had died and went on to to glory or wherever they went to, and you still walking around hating them to your last breath. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From Mm -hmm. regrets to ready to do his will, we need to let that stuff go. Before and after salvation, has the Spirit of the Lord pinpointed or found access to a place in your life, in your past, or even in your present that needs attention, his attention to being perfected mm-hmm. so he can use you to win others? Is there something going on in your life or has been going on in your life is what we're saying, that the Spirit of the Lord has pinpointed and said, okay, well, I can bring this one on in with a godly sorrow because of this situation here. I know he can do it because, like I said, he did it to me. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he did it so he can use me to win souls, to win others to him. Mm. That was that's his whole. That was his whole purpose, his whole goal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And see, in every one of us, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. That, I was just saying that's powerful. Amen. Because every one of us have experienced something in our lives that brought us into a godly sorrow, that yes. brought us to repentance, into salvation. But a lot of us are walking around here with regrets also, which is crippling the will of God in us to do his will. Because, see, a lot of us are still hanging on to that past and hanging on to that stuff, though we're saying I love the Lord God, but we're hanging on to those things that happened to us. We're hanging on to them as a reminder, supposedly as a let this be a lesson to me. Hey, God, I love you, Jesus. But the thing is, see, I don't have, I, I, I have learned from my experience. I've learned from my mistakes. Because if you don't learn anything from it, you got to be a blooming idiot. Oh. <laughs> Amen. Just point blank. You got to be a blooming idiot if you don't learn from your mistakes and your wrongdoings and the things that you have to experience. Because those are the things that are making you. Those are the things that are perfecting you. Those are the things that are to, causing you to grow in the Lord God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that, that, that God has placed on the table for us to 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 have to eat and 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 whether we want it or not it's on the table amen Mm -hmm. it it just reminds me of a saying that i used to hear all the time i will forgive you but i will not forget Mm -mm. Mm -mm. particularly then 
if you're forgiving someone, then you also have to forget about that hurt. They're twins. Came along with it. If we're coming into the revelation knowledge and moving into his will, that's why I said this is powerful because that just brought that back to my mind a few moments ago. Because if God can forgive and he said he would remember those old things no more, then if we are the children of God and we're walking in his righteousness, then mm-hmm. we should remember those things either. Yeah. Well, you know, that smart thing to tell you, well, that's God. I ain't God. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you are saved, then you take on his likeness. No, that's you true. may not be God, but you have power that he has. Mm. Well, because whatever, what did we say one time before? If you marry to him, those things that you brought into the marriage belong to you, and those things that you brought into the marriage belong to your husband or your wife, etc. And so you are an inheritance of those things that Christ has. That's true. That's true. So if he can forgive and forget, then who are we? We're nothing one but other earth. One of, one of the major problems in salvation for the believer is unforgiveness. Okay. That's one of the things that keep them from moving forward in the Lord. That's one of the things that the Lord is saying, I will not tolerate. You're going to forgive and forget. Okay. Because I have forgiven you and I have cast every one of your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Never to remember it no more. Why can't you do the same? But you got people that, that really and truly claim that they cannot forgive a person that wronged them 50 years ago. They cannot forgive a person that, that, that wronged them two weeks ago. You know, well, they just hurt my feelings. Well, that's the problem because you was in your flesh if your feelings was activated. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, see, people don't want to hear this truth. See, the truth is, is the truth. Because, see, we have to realize that we serve a spiritual God. So, therefore, in order for us, and I say it all the time, in order to serve a spiritual God, you got to get in the spirit. Yeah. You got to. There's no way you're going to serve him in spirit and in truth in your flesh. But we're talking about from regrets to ready to do his will. Because, see, we need to count up the time of how long we've been in this in this battle, how long we've been on this path, how long we've been in this plan called salvation, how long has it been since the Lord has delivered me, or I say he's delivered me, and uh, but I'm still in the same place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got some regret somewhere. I got something I'm holding on to because, see, I can't do his will. But yet I still want a word from the Lord. I always want to be prophesied to. I always want hands laid on me. Some people done got so they won't even let you lay hands on them because they tell me talking about transferring a spirit. Well, how are you going to get a spirit going to get transferred to you when you got a spirit that's rejecting truth? Come on, somebody. There's no way that's going to happen. Come on now. Mm. You can't. You ain't gonna get the spirit. The spirit of truth is not gonna reject you when you got a spirit of rebellion, rebelliousness, a spirit of disobedience, a spirit where you just can't even hear the Lord. Amen. Mm-mm. People are so tangled up in this thing. They've gotten this thing twisted. They've yeah. gotten the gospel of Jesus Christ twisted because of tradition and the things that mankind has 
put out there, and of course, we believed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because our fathers believed, we believed. Yes. But we're talking about from regret to ready to do his will. I can't get away from the, the scripture here, though we got other scriptures, but godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. Yes. Amen. And leaves no regrets. I don't have no regrets. Amen. We need, to, we need to evaluate ourselves and see if we have regrets. Is there? Do I have a sorrow in this thing that the world is still holding on to me, mm-hmm. within me, in my heart? Yes. Regrets come because there's no relationship with the Lord. Without a relationship with him, you spend too much time in the natural. You spend too much time knowing about your flesh and knowing about the flesh of somebody else. You spend too much time discussing the natural things, discussing those things that are in the will of man without God. Mm -hmm. But with a relationship with him, you will spend too much time with him when you have a relationship with him. Because, see, in relationship, he's going to love on you just like a relationship needs to be. You know, just like the husband and the wife should love on each other in relationship, just like the relationship that we have with our children and how we love them, well, God is going to come in with a hundredfold type love that's going to engulf us, that's going to take us, it's going to really overtake us in him. Yes. So, therefore, with that kind of love coming from him, where are the regrets? There should be no regrets. See, if we love him enough and honor him and respect him and obey him and trust him enough, we can do his will. We can be ready to move toward, forward in his will to his will. Amen. Mm-hmm. We said that in your rest you need to get intimate with God by getting down to business with God in his business. Yes. Again, that takes out mankind. That takes out the will of man because, see, we're talking about getting down to business with God in his business. And his business is his word. His business is his will. Amen. His business is his desires and his pleasures. His business is his purpose and his plan in us. Amen. 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 So we said that reading and studying his word in spirit and in truth. That 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 gets us into an intimate relationship. That brings us into relationship. That yes. starts relationship. Yeah. Yeah, along with praying and along with faith, along with believing God, that 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 starts an intimate relationship. We must be willing and obedient to him when accepting him in our confession that we've made in salvation. We've got to accept the Lord because, see, this is not just a thing that we can say and, and, and think that we can say, do it, believe it, and, and just do, you know, as we normally do. It don't work like that. Mm-hmm. A change has to come in our lives. Yes. People are afraid of change because, see, change means I'm gonna have, I have to give up my regrets. Change means that I have to love you. Change means that I, I can't be the same way I want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Change has to come And we must be willing and obedient To allow that change to come Amen. The word of God can transform us If we hear it right <laughs> The word of God Can do that for us That's why God can sit where he sits 
and do what he do from heaven down here on this earth. Yes. We must be faithful in our conviction in order to walk and believe in him and his ways. What is your conviction? You've got to have had a conviction to come in this thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just because there's a bunch of people or a group of people you see from afar off going in and out of a, a house of prayer all the time and they look happy, they look peaceful, they look like everything is going, that's not your conviction. Amen. Amen. There has to be a conviction in our lives that brings in that godly sorrow to repentance that leads us to salvation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in that conviction is faith. Time. Mm. Oh, I'm going to have to harp on this one. See, time also is what's needed to get an intimate relationship with the Lord. Time is the most important part of this relationship along with faith. Time, I believe, has a lot to do as the most important thing in salvation, period, time. Even though God is not in a time zone, but man has been ordained and put in time. But God uses time. Time is really a stickler, I'm telling you. Mm. But the thing is, is that people don't have time, the time that is necessary to spend with God in order to form an intimate covenant relationship like he desires. That's the key word, like Mm. he desires, not what we think he ought to have and not what we desire. Amen. Mm -hmm. But as he desires and finds pleasure in that relationship. Time belongs to God. He created time. Amen. Time, as we said, was ordained for mankind by God. Yes, it was. But see, it was ordained by God not for us to ignore God or claim we got so much to do in this life of ours, but it was was designed to help us, assist us in our choices of glorifying him. Mm -hmm. That's what it was designed to do. Mm. Time for God is a teaching all by itself. Yes, indeed it is. Mm -hmm. What does your time for him look like? How much time does it add up to? Mm-hmm. Do you spend enough time with him? Does he get at least 10% of your time? The time we spend with him has no regrets. That will bring in worldly sorrow. Mm-hmm. If anything, the time that we spend with him will get rid of that worldly sorrow, and we don't have no regrets. I'm going to leave time alone because I love time. Time is my friend. <laughs> Amen. It is. I, I Once the Lord allowed me to know that time works for him a few years ago here, okay. I learned to respect. I got a lot of respect for time. Amen. Amen. Because I know who time's employer is. I don't have to wear a watch. I don't have to have all of that stuff on me to tell what time it is. I got a, a phone that has a, a the time on it, I got it in my car, I can see the time. And you got clocks everywhere, posted everywhere to tell you what time it is. They tell you time on the radio. Mm-hmm. You can call a number now and get time. So time is not time is not a, 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 a factor to me. I just live in it, that's all, and do what I'm supposed to do. Because if you be where you're supposed to be on time, <laughs> then time is not against you. Amen. If, you, if you're supposed to be at work, 
See, on time for me don't mean I have, I'm supposed to be there at 7.30. On time for me means 7.15, 7 o'clock. I'm on time then because I got time to spare. I got time to, to fellowship with time if I need to. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Amen. So I tell you, it's amazing. It's amazing to me how we abuse time. Yeah, and we abuse it every day. We do. We abuse time. Something that is so valuable and this and necessary to us in our relationship with God. We even take time and abuse it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we another time. No, no, we even cheat with time. We do. We really do. And then when the Lord nudge us and say, "Get up and pray," Lord, you know I just went to bed. Why? Yep. Time didn't make you go to bed. That was your will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to watch TV. I wanted to hear this last thing being said on TV. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, time's still going to move on. Yeah. And the way the Lord let me see it, it's like when we speeding on our cars, <laughs> when we speeding on our cars, time yeah. is already where it needs to be when I'm get, when I get to that destination. Amen. <laughs> time don't change. Time, <laughs> are, time is omnipotent. Didn't you know that? Lord have mercy. Time moves with God. It's oh. already there when I get there. So if I didn't leave out on time to get there in time, then I'm going to be late. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I chuckle because I do declare I'm one of those people that never get to work on time. Well, and you I need have to do better, to... my sister. Time. <laughs> Time belongs to our Father, and if we're in our Father, time is not and not against us. Time is for us. For us. Mm-hmm. Time is with us because, see, time says, oh, well, you're on the Lord's side. Uh-huh. Time is only against that sinner that's out there playing with that death that's walking with them and saying, okay, well, the clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. Time is only against that hard-headed believer mm-hmm. that says, I believe God, yeah, but. <laughs> time is only against that person where truth has come to, into their life to bring them out, to show them a different way, and yet they still saying, well, I don't know. I might need to do it this way. That's when time stand up and say, well, I can work with them, Father. Okay. That's right. Time is right there. Time says, I can do some things for them to help them, help them out. Oh, yeah. People don't really know the value of time and who time works for. That's why. Mm-hmm. Another intimacy that we can that will help us get into an intimate relationship with God is to walk in humility with flexibility. Not the flexibility that we think, but as the Lord calls for flexibility. Mm-hmm. Because see, flexibility says to the Lord, when the Lord puts flexibility in us, there's nothing that will get in our way that will hinder us from doing what he has called out for us to do or what he desires for us to do. Okay. Amen. Because, see, if I got a time set that I go and, and, and just fellowship with him, then the time that I'm with my husband or the time that I'm spending with my children or the time that I'm at work, will not interfere with that. Amen. 
because of the humility that I have for him in love with flexibility. See, I'm always available for him. Mm-hmm. But, see, he's not a rude God. He's very mindful of the fact that we work. He's mindful of the fact that we have husbands and wives. He's mindful of the fact that we have children. But we take advantage of that in excuses. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. see, when flexibility comes, we have the ability in time to do all that we need to do and still glorify the Father. Because, see, everything that we learn to do from that point on when salvation comes in, we learn to acknowledge him in all our ways. Mm-hmm. And he shall direct our path. So when we acknowledge him in all our ways, time is no longer a factor to us. We're walking in humility with flexibility because, see, he has incorporated himself in our lives that nothing will go lacking. We won't miss anything that we have to do. And we don't have to never complain about being tired, my husband. (laughs) I love that. I love that man because he just says that I just will not admit that I'm tired. I will not admit that I be tired. Uh Uh-huh. I won't. That word I told him is not even in my vocabulary. I refuse to get tired. I'll lay down and rest, but I'm not tired. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know people can't get that, but walking in humility with flexibility, not the way we think, but the way God has put it in us, the way he has ordained it, that's relationship. Mm-hmm. Keeping a teachable spirit will keep us humble in his sight. It'll keep us humble toward his people. Denouncing the old that old spirit of saying that you can't teach your old dog new tricks, well, that's a lie. See, that old dog has to have a teachable spirit in order to be willing to be taught. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not maintain an attitude talking about, I already know that. Because, <laughs> see, if when you know something, you become what you know. When you know something, you wear it, you live it, you do it, you speak it when you know something. We're not talking about an intellectual knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because you can recite certain portions of the Word of God or from the Genesis to Revelation don't mean you know it. Amen. Amen. See, knowledge has to come with understanding, comprehension and understanding. So, therefore, for me to be able to say that I know this word of God, but yet I have not experienced a lot of it, I have not studied a lot of it, that's right. But the thing is, I don't know it then. Yep. But that that I do know and that that I have been perfected in to know, I know, I got it, I wear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I live it. I do it. I speak it. Amen. And it's not in my intellect because I tell you, somebody can quiz me right now on the word of God and I can go totally blank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can go totally blank because I do not know the word in my intellect. I don't have it in my memory. It's in my spirit. Amen. Amen. And that's where it is. It's in my spirit. It's not in my intellect. Because mm-hmm. I tell you, I can be a dumb factor when it comes down. Don't question me about that. But mm-hmm. now if you want to get in the spirit realm and start talking about the word of God and the goodness of God, I can meet you there. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. I can meet you there in fellowship. But if it's just something, just a game we playing, I'm dumb. I don't know. I don't even think fast enough like that to bring in the the answer to the question. Because I think they got all kind of little games now uh, that that trivia questions and games that that they have uh, for the word of God. I'd lose it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't make it. Mm-mm-mm. But keeping a teachable spirit. And last of all, we say being totally surrendered to the will and the word of God. Relationship with God is not a part-time thing. It's a full-time ordeal. It's a full-time package. It's a full-time lifestyle. And I know a lot of people say, well, you can't live in the spirit all day long. Well, I beg to differ. It depends on what thought you got going through your mind. It depends upon where you at when that thought is going through your mind. It depends on what you're doing when that thought go through your mind. I guess you couldn't. I don't go nowhere. I used to always say I don't go nowhere that I couldn't take my children. My children, when they were growing up, could go anywhere I went. Well, guess what? Anywhere I go, the word of God can go with me. That's right. I don't have no place short or or shy of where the word of God can go. Amen. The word of God can go anywhere I go. Amen. Amen. Are there any questions or any comments from regret to ready to do his will? No, Pastor. You're doing a great job. Cover it all. I thank the Lord for that. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of revelation knowledge from this tonight, so I'm good. Mm. Amen. Then that that's good. That that's really good. The Lord has designed the plan of salvation for all mankind. Yeah. It but salvation implies it implicates deliverance, healing, safety in him, soundness, preservation. Sanctification, holiness, righteousness, perfection, meaning maturity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It implies all those things and then some. In other words, it requires all those things too. Mm-hmm. For the whole man, not just half of us, but for the whole man in him through Christ Jesus. Salvation is a word of the gospel only, bringing into itself all the redemptive acts and its processes that came from the love of God. Amen. As you were saying earlier, St. John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world. That's a key word right there, so loved the world. So he loved the world so that he gave his only begotten son. Mm Mm-hmm. And people need to catch the gist of that. That's just not a, 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 a intellectual scripture to just remember. There's some meat in that, that scripture. There's bread and water in that scripture. There's milk in that scripture. So salvation is the word of the gospel only, bringing it into itself all the redemptive acts and its processes that came from his love for sinful mankind through his son, Jesus. God's handiwork, his workmanship through his son, Jesus, to redeem us, to free 
us from sin, from the slavery of our sin. That's right. We were in slavery in our own sin. The white man didn't get us down here. (laughs) We got our own self down here because of sin. It ain't the white man's fault. It ain't the rich man's fault. It's called sin. Mm-hmm. Sin is the slave. Sin is the thing that keeps us in bondage. Sin is what causes us to be slaves to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It frees sinners from slavery of their sin so that we can become righteous in his sight to serve him as sons of God through his son Jesus. See, we want this inheritance, but we don't want to become a son of God. Because, see, to become a son of God, we got to give up self. We got to surrender all. Yes. Yeah. See, everybody's talking about, well, I'm a female. We're not talking gender here. Mm-mm. We're talking about being called the son of God. Mm-hmm. God's handiwork, his workmanship through his son Jesus. He's done a marvelous job. Because I can look at me alone and see he worked a miracle. Yes. You should be able to look at yourself and see the miracle, the miraculous work through his son Jesus that he did in you. Mm, God, I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Mm, Thank you, Father. And he did that to bring us into his righteousness to serve him. Yes. Amen. In spirit and in truth so that we will become a son of God. Glory to God. The world don't have nothing like that set for the believer. The world don't have nothing set for that for the sinner. Amen. Mm -mm. They ain't got nothing for us. And God must see his son Jesus when he took, when he takes on, when he looks on us, when he look at you, when he look at me. He must see his son Jesus. In order to do that, we must stop regretting godly sorrow. We got to stop regretting that we're in this salvation and let this godly sorrow lead us to a repentance of self, giving up the will of self, giving up and denouncing that old nasty will of ours. Because, see, our will is nasty. Mm -hmm. Not only does it stink in the nostrils of God, but it is nasty. It's filthy. And I can hear somebody saying now, here she go, now she's calling us nasty and filthy. I'm not nasty. Yes, you are. <laughs> you got a will just like I got one, and it's nasty and it's filthy in the sight of God. Yeah. Ask God, he'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus. He has to be able to see his son, Jesus, when he look on us. In order for us to stop regretting godly sorrow that leads us to repentance, which leads and guides us into his plan of salvation with no regret, but making us ready to do his will. That's what it does. It makes us ready. So we must come to the conclusion of this whole matter of salvation. As Ecclesiastes 12 and 13 says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Well, the whole matter is obey God willingly. Yes, Hearken diligently to his voice, to his word, and obey it. Trust it. Mm -hmm. 
And it says, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. In other words, uh, Minister Mary, he done done everything. All we got to do is that, just that. That's all. That's the only that's part we need to do. That's it. Fear God and keep his commandments. It says, for this is the whole duty. That's all I have to do of man. Of man. Mm-hmm. And this scripture with obedience will keep you in tune, in the tune of time, to stay in relationship with the Lord God. Amen. Mm-hmm. It'll keep you in tune with him. It'll yes. keep you in the spirit with him. Amen. Mm-hmm. For godly it, sorrow. Yes. It'll tell you what to say, what not to say. That's true. How to act and how not to act. And mm-hmm. it will even reveal to you who your true enemies are. And That's the, right. People are getting ready to play on you. That's true. All of that will be revealed to you. That's true. Mm-hmm. The whole man. When we fear God and keep his commandments. Because, see, he's saying to us, I'll take care of you. Amen. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Amen. He's saying. Yeah, vengeance is mine. That's, that's right. Both. He's saying that. Vengeance <laughs> belongs to me. The battle is not yours. Yes, fear God. God and obey his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. He's saying, I'll take care of you now. I brought you out of darkness. I can deliver you. I can sanctify you and make you holy and righteous in me. I can do all of that. Yes, and I can have you where you will have no regrets and you'll be ready to do my will. Amen. That God that does all of that. Amen. Mm. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented. This is King James Version, Second Corinthians 7 and 10. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. Isn't that amazing how dumb we were in the world because we didn't even know we were dying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My question tonight is, are you still in regrets for answering the call of salvation? In your heart, are you secretly hiding the world and its desires? Seeking a peek every now and then when you get an opportunity. <laughs> hearing, hearing that that garbage every chance you get when you don't think nobody's looking or listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you secretly hiding the world and its desires in your heart still? If so, this could very well be your hindrance in obeying the word of God. This could very well be your hindrance in moving from moving into a readiness to do the will of God. This could be your stumbling block, that very thing that keeps causing you to say, well, I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying. <laughs> First John 2 and 16 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. That's why the Lord tells us to be in the world but not of the world. I ain't going to bring you out of the world because, see, I need the world to see you. I need the world to see what I've done in you and for you. Amen. I need the world to see that, that, that I do have somebody that will just believe me mm-hmm. by faith. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Is this why you regret? Is this why we regret the Spirit of the Lord pulling and tugging on us to be righteous and not worldly? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this the reason why? Because we, we, we have the lust of the world 
the lust of our flesh, the lust of our eyes, and the pride of life large in our hearts still. What are some of your sorrow of this world that work death in you? Loneliness works death in you. Depression works death in you. Physical and mental suffering that is ungodly works death in you. Sorrow in this world that is working in you is working the sin that's in you. That's all it's doing. It's working that sin that's in you. And see, and since the world's sin and your sin is in agreement, you think that that makes you one, <laughs> if that makes any kind of sense. <laughs> Sorrow of this world is for you to rely on the world system and its means and not have faith in God and rely on his word. I was talking to my cousin this afternoon, and he was asking me about the ministry. He was asking me, well, what kind of programs do we have uh, to help people out that are like on Section 8 and, 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 and other kind of subsidy and stuff like that? I told him, we're a deliverance ministry. Mm-hmm. We know organizations that do that stuff. We deliver. We deliver. We disciple. We give them the word of God. Because, see, the word of God says that man shall not live by bread alone, but, every word that but by every word which proceeded out of the mouth of God. They need to get that spiritual life right first because, see, it's all because of a choice that's been made in their minds, in their hearts. Well, I'd rather for the government to take care of me, so I just sit around and do what I want to do for the rest of my life, and I leave that as an inheritance to my children. That's a mindset. Yes. Amen. That's a mindset. That's a choice that I've made in my mind. Well, I can take that same mind and make another choice and say, well, I'm going to do all I can do to help and take care of myself. But when I come into the knowledge of truth and righteousness, I'm going to say, I'm going to be able to say I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. But I'm also going to be guided and led by that word that I believe that I quote that I say I'm living and doing. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because, see, the word of God can bring you out of poverty if you let it. But, see, a lot of people don't want deliverance. They don't want uh, to be set free because that'll cut their check. That'll reduce the amount of their check. But they also have to look at it this way, too, Pastor. That's a generational curse that they place on their kids. No, that's an inheritance. That's not a generational curse. Where you coming from with that? That ain't no generational curse. The Lord done blessed me and blessed me that the system will take care of me. How you going to tell me that's a generational curse? (laughs) Because that's what the word says. Hmm. You either get the generational curse or you either do the generational blessing. That's what Deuteronomy 28 tells you. It tells you the blessings and the curses. (laughs) But if I got, if my mindset is telling me that I'm blessed in this situation, then I have been deceived. Yes. I have been blinded by the world, by this world, the things of this world. The enemy has blinded me. Mm-hmm. And only the voice of God, only the word of God can bring me out of that mindset. Amen. So we don't have programs. We know how to, we know how to recommend to programs. We have communication with programs. Amen. But our job is to do the word of God. Yes. Amen. We could tell you where the nearest shelter is if that's what you choose to do and you mm-hmm. don't want the word. Yep. 
We can tell you where they're serving food at and if it's free or if you got to pay for it. Yeah. If you choose not to take the word of God. But see, a lot of people see the ministries nowadays are, are going against what God says. Whenever He says man shall not live by bread alone, they gonna want they want to feed the people. Well, the people need to be fed the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They need to be fed the word, and if they go without eating, if they are hungry and stuff, that might be a good fasting too. That might be a good way for the for the spirit of the Lord to usher them on in on an empty stomach. Amen. I'm trying to tell you I told y'all I'm a representative For the father I am not a representative For mankind and his weaknesses Because see I know we serve a God That's stronger than anything That's greater than anything We can ever encounter Because he sent his son Jesus Through it all to set an example For us to see that it can be done Yes Mm -hmm. Sorrow of this world Has no grief for its causes but sorrow That's all it has It has no shame or disgust About its sorrow and what it leads you to Sorrow of this world Has no protection against Its sinful consequences You reap what you sow You fall down, get up And then you go and try to cheat and steal again mm. Sorrow of this world Can never eradicate your sins That means to destroy it completely or put it to an end. Only through the exception of salvation, through his son Jesus, are we justified as being right in our wrong when we've repented. Mm -hmm. And that's something. And And it will completely destroy even the remembrance of that thing if we let it. If we let it. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a couple of examples, and then we're getting off this phone. We use Cain. Cain's sin for murdering his brother, Abel, was more than he could bear. That's what he told the Lord in Genesis 4 and 13. Yes, he said, my punishment is greater than I can bear. But did Cain have a godly sorrow for that? Nope. Mm-hmm. Did he just complain about the greatness of his punishment? And wanted God, even though he wanted God to have mercy upon him in the state of his belief. Because he believed that what he did to his brother out of jealousy and anger mm-hmm. was, was right. Yep. Mm-hmm. But God in his mercy put a mark upon his head anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mercy on him. That was his love for him, though. That's God's love. A lot of people think that God be angry, but that's his love. Only thing is, his love has a judgment to it also. And, amen. Mm-hmm. Judas, Judas regretted his betrayal of Jesus and went and hung himself rather than to repent of this sorrow of worldly sin. Instead, he repented to the world and not with a godly sorrow to the Lord. In St. Matthew's 27 and 3 through 5, he went back and told them that he had sinned. He told the chief priests and the elders, I've sinned, for I have betrayed innocent blood. And they asked him, what does that have to do with us? That's what the world will tell you What they got to do with us mm-hmm. That's your responsibility And so in that Judas threw the money back into the temple And left and he went and hanged himself And sure mm-hmm. that something Yes, sir. This is the sorrow of the world This is what the world gives you The world don't have no repentance For mankind The world don't have no forgiveness For mankind 
And we say tonight, is that guilt of depression, loneliness, mental disturbance, is that a part of your godly sorrow that leads you to repentance, or is that worldly sorrow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The drunk and the prostitute, the drug addict, they're crying out behind closed doors, suffering from the sorrow of this world, but need to repent. Have they been placed in your path of righteousness to guide and lead them to godly sorrow? Or are we running to the other side of the road to make sure we bypass them and ignore them and just talk about them in our mind? The sorrow of this world only brings death to the soul of man and eventually to the death of the body of man. Godly sorrow brings repentance. True repentance will stem from godly sorrow and will cause you to turn 360 degrees in your mind, spirit, soul, and body, and lifestyle. Godly sorrow can never be regretted. Godly sorrow is what Romans 1 and 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Godly sorrow will have you saying what Psalm 51 says in, in its entirety. It will have you singing it. You will start singing and saying, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. Mm-hmm. That's it, and thy tender mercies. According to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. You will begin to sing that thing to the Lord. Mm-hmm. True repentance means I know I have done wrong and disobeyed the will, the order, and the standards of God. True repentance brings us into a godly sorrow, which will lead us back into salvation. If we strayed away, if we erred, it'll lead you back into salvation. It'll lead you back into the will of God. Amen. So we say tonight that if there's anybody listening that needs a guide back to the will of God, a guide back to the ways of God, it starts out through godly sorrow and repentance. Amen. God, I love you, Jesus. Begin to thank and praise God, but repent for your wrongness. Because, see, a lot of things, a lot of times we think that we're mad at an individual or even mad at ourselves, but we really got a problem with God. Because when God sends righteousness out of a way, we got a problem with that righteousness. And then when things don't work out the way we think it should, then we blame somebody else. We like to even blame our, our rearing, our parents, and how they raised us. Mm-hmm. But God is a God that he makes everything right. He'll put righteousness in your path, but the choice is always up to us. It's always up to you. Sin grieves the heart of God. Sin will grieve your heart, and it, is sin, and it grieves others that, are, that you are around when you allow sin to take control, when you allow sin to come in. But tonight we're going to believe, God, that a word has been spoken tonight that will bring us from regret to ready to do the will of God. We thank and praise God tonight because, like I said, I'm going to shut down here. 
because I'm going to need to sleep. <laughs> Amen. 2015 is the year for the ministry for personal touch. There's no regrets. That That's our that's our motto. That's our theme, our slogan yeah. for this year. No regrets. Right. Amen. And we use Romans 8 and 28, and it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Is the Holy Spirit pinpointing something in your life that's calling you to God, that's calling you to serve the Lord thy God with no regret? Because, see, when we come into this righteousness of his, we have to come in with no regret. The Scripture teaches us that he who puts his hand to the plow and look back is not fit for the kingdom of God. And that's a lot of the problem of people. They're looking back too much. They're trying to remember what they did have and measure it up to what they claim they don't see in righteousness. But the wealth and the treasures of righteousness that is in us, it's been put in us. But the thing is, you've got to be able to work your way into knowing and seeing the benefits of it all. And some of it we're not going to see until the Lord calls us home. Amen. Amen. But the joy of it now, being able to experience some of the joy of it now, is priceless. It really is priceless. Amen. We thank and praise God for you all tonight. Yes. And we just bless the Lord. and yes. We Amen. thank God for what he's spoken and what he's said. And, again, we pray that something has been said that will cause you to not just evaluate yourself, but when you evaluate yourself, you'll get it right. Yes. Because one thing about it, the Lord is looking for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. Amen. He's looking for holiness. He's looking for sanctification, righteousness, deliverance. He's looking for those things in his people because he knows that the power that he displays and he demonstrates and that he gives to his people will cause them to be that perfect vessel that he's called. Amen. So we love you all. We thank God for your listening. Yes, hallelujah. Amen. We thank and praise God. Father God, we thank and praise you tonight for what you've spoken. Mm. We thank and praise you, O God, because we do know and believe that the word of God comes from your heart. We thank you for sharing your heart with us. We thank you for giving us your heart's desires as it pleases you. Yes. And, oh, God, help us to learn. Help us to learn, oh, God. As the teaching comes forth, wherever we're hearing it, the teaching that's coming in spirit and in truth, help us to know and accept it, oh, God, in our hearts. Yes. Coming from your heart, Lord God. God, teach us how to love the word of God in spirit and in truth, because if we love the word of God, we automatically love you. Yes, because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. Yes, Help us, O oh God. Teach us to love your Word as your God. And if we love it, we will obey it. We will honor it. We will respect it, and we will become doers of this Word. Help us tonight, Lord God. Oh, God, put us in the place in your will as you desire to be able to move, oh, God, into Mm. a readiness to do your will in the name of Jesus. Mm. 
Help us, oh God, through the word of God to shed off self, to shed off the remembrance that's in our conscience of that old man. Cleanse our conscience, oh God, tonight in the name of Jesus. Oh God, that when we hear this word, this word will continue Mm. to minister to us and we won't have regrets of that old man and his ways. Have your way, Lord. Oh, God, but we'll have the remembrance of your son, Jesus, because we're beginning to take on, oh, God, the transformation of his spirit, his character, his attitude. And when you look on us, oh, God, you see your son. You see the son of God. We are your sons, oh, God, if we believe you, if we trust you, if we honor you. If we live in the word of God as you have commanded us to be and do, we become your sons. Yes, sir. Help us to understand that tonight, Lord God. Help us, oh God, to understand what has been spoken tonight in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and even revelation knowledge. Yes, sir. Let us not walk away and hang up these phones and, and, and sign off on our computers talking about, oh, I know that. Oh, God, but let us wear what we know. Teach us how to wear the word of God in spirit and in truth. Teach us, oh, God, how to live it, how to have a lifestyle in what we wear that you put on us. Oh, God, from your heart, we love you tonight, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Oh, God, we thank and praise you for what you've spoken to us. And we ask you, O God, that your word, let your word be hidden in our hearts, that we may not sin against thee. Change us, O God. Transform us to the will of the word of God. Transform us, O God, in spirit and in truth, to your will and your way. O God, that we will please you in all your desires. And you will allow your desires and your pleasures to reign upon this earth, oh God, to reign in our lives, to reign in our households, to reign in our marriages, to reign, oh God. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, you do it, Father, for your glory. For your for your honor, oh God, in the name of Jesus. But we are willing, oh God, we're willing vessels to do according to your will and not our will. Even when we get where we stumble, oh God, and we begin to get slowful, help us, oh God, strengthen us. Yes, sir, strengthen us where we weaken ourselves. Oh, God, strengthen us. Strengthen us like only you can. Yes, God, we can't depend on the world system. We can't depend on the worldly. We can't depend on those that are straddling the fence. But, Lord God, we can look to the hills, look unto you, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who is the strength of our life, who is our source and our resource, oh, God. Yes, Hey, God, he called it Hallelujah. Mm, God, help us, help us, help us, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us, help us, help us, because we're ready. We need to be ready to do your will, Lord God. It is your will that we desire tonight, oh God. Yes. It's your will that we desire. Yes. And we say, let your will be done. Yes, sir. 
Have mercy upon us, O God, and show us thy good and perfect way. O God, that we will walk in honor, walk in confidence, walk in faith, the will of God. The will of God. In spirit and in truth. Yes. For the glory of God. Yes. God, we'll be so ever careful to always give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor for what you do for us and what you have done for us. Hi, I say God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you for finding us worthy to hear your word, oh God. Mm-hmm. Mm. And putting it in our spirit, oh God. Mm. God, we can it in the ocean. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Oh God, we thank you. We love you. We thank you, Lord God. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Every hearer, every listener, every doer of the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Be blessed. In Be Jesus' name. In God Jesus. bless you. Glory to God. I come to say, can't you call me?
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.